1: Hello and welcome to the New European Podcast. My name is Richard Porritt, and I'm joined by Steve Anglesey. Hello, myself, isolating snowflakes. Yes. How are you?
2: Um, I'm feeling good, which is which is <laughs> which is good to hear, isn't well, it?
1: Well, I, I have some actually have some, see, a serious point to make before we kick off yes. this week's New European Podcast. Um, if you do, and I know a lot of people do, come here. ...for their only source of news... yes, ...I think it might be pertinent... ...to, turn to on, maybe just... ...turn on the radio... ...yeah, just, I mean, you know, just catch up with someone else... Um, ...maybe even the New European website... ...yeah, that would be a good idea... ...I mean, yeah. why don't you log on to neweuropean.co.uk... ...maybe once a day... ...just to make sure That's that what? you're allowed to leave the house... ...yes, exactly... Um, ...I just think, I'm, I'm, you know, it's up to you, of course... ...I would never tell you, dear listener, what to do... ...but I just think if you come in here... And only here for news once a week might be a good idea, because um, well, if you haven't heard,
2: yes, we're in a, we're in a there's a global pandemic,
1: Panic. pandemic, yeah,
2: pandemic on the streets of London. Ah, oh, good, pandemic on the streets of Birmingham.
1: Yeah, and we always used to seeing um, when they do the Hull bit, we would we would uh, put Huddersfield in there instead of Hull.
2: That's good, yeah, because they're, they're almost the same, aren't they? In terms well, the syllables.
1: Hey, well, they're both in Yorkshire. They're about yeah. as far away as you can get and still be in Yorkshire. Actually, actually incredible. Incredible. In Huddersfield, um, um, but they both have a H. Huh. They do have a H. Huh. That's
2: a good. That's H, well spotted. H. H. H.
1: We'll do the news, of course. Yes. Um, then we will um, we will point out to some people why. Brexit is, you know, it's coming home to roost. It is, perhaps, yeah. In, in, the in the
2: popular uh, That's Not My Brexit section.
1: Absolutely. And then we will, of course, crown a Brexiteer of the week. We so, uh, we, well, we should start, really, with the old uh, coronavirus.
2: Well, we should. Um, first of all, can I say get well soon to Nadine Dorries?
1: Yes, no hard feelings, of course, between us and Nadine. No, we no, wish no. her the very best yes, absolutely. and a speedy recovery.
2: We certainly do. And and two, um, where where... Where are all the people who moan about the nanny state, yeah. health and safety? Yeah, health and safety. Where, where have they all gone?
1: Uh, Self isolating, I guess.
2: And well, it should. It's nice to be isolated from their yeah. tedious <laughs> and incorrect opinions, isn't it? I, on the, on there's the a, point there's a really good. Um, there's a really good letter in in the mm, print edition I of I the saw European. It, yeah. Very good. Yeah, from from a, a, a lady called Sue Richmond, a lady. A lovely lady. Is she married to a lord? Sorry about that. <laughs> from a woman called Sue Richmond in Leeds, honestly. Um, and she is basically saying, well, I think she says, are we meant to trust experts again? All of yet? a sudden, yeah. Because the government, who've been telling us we don't need experts, <clears> and we don't need to listen to economists, and we don't need to listen to civil servants, because what do they know? Um, and... Um, uh, um, that, well, sorry, I'm, I've been distracted. Well,
1: I've just seen that Princess Cruisers are... Uh, and that interests me. I've
2: been distracted by news of... The, uh, we were recording this on Thursday and I've been distracted by news of Michelle Rue, who yeah. who has uh, died. Oh. Uh, uh, Michelle Rue Senior and... Um, and, uh, it's, very who, who, uh, who, it's very newsy.
1: Who it's very newsy. It's happening all the time, and it's on a TV over yes, my shoulder. So Steve will wander off into silence every now and well,
2: then. Well, I, I actually, I actually, <laughs> he'll start
1: donating somebody to a donkey sanctuary. I actually met him at the Cheltenham uh, Festival
2: about ah, three or four years ah, ago. Really? He was very. He was, I had a chat to him, and he was very. He was very nice. Oh well, rest in peace. Uh, yes, he was. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's. But but what I was going to say is Sue Richmond from Leeds has written this fantastic letter. Um, and basically says, you know, if, we, if we're being told to trust the advice of the chief medical officer and the chief scientific advisor, if they are totally in control of the government's response to this virus, then why are experts on the economy and the, the, the machinery of government not in charge um, of other things? And I quite, think that's quite. a very pertinent, um, a pertinent letter.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And R.I.P. And could, Michelle Rue. Absolutely, absolutely. We uh, we will try and I mean, the stuff is going to happen. Yes, um, because we're, Cobra are kind of meeting as we as we speak, so we may, you know, we'll 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 try and refer to that. But obviously, we have to pick a moment in time to do this podcast. Yes, we and do. we have picked this We'd particular help. moment. Um, what else be good? And then we've had a. Um, what does what does Nigel? What does good old Nigel think? He's always the voice of reason. Nigel, well, Nigel
2: has backed the. Uh, Nigel has backed Donald Trump's ban on people from the Shenzhen area. It makes no sense. This does it. It well, makes no, no sense, sense whatsoever because, you know, <laughs> we we will have all. What? I mean, <laughs> people, people in Great Britain and Ireland who are not banned will have yeah. come into contact with yeah. people from these areas. I believe I believe you. if you've now been to one of these areas in the last two weeks, but are British or Irish, you're not allowed to go to America either. No. Um, Is this
1: just Trump making it into an immigration policy? Yes, issue? definitely. I mean,
2: it's like, what? Uh, it will, I mean, it's going to cause business and tourist Chaos, isn't
1: it? Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I I'm I love the news, of course. So the, all this is as worrying as it is, of course, is, yes. is you know, I'm a newsman. It's kind of exciting as well. I woke up about five o'clock this morning and 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 checked the stuff that came out of the US overnight. Yes. We had Hanks, poor old Woody. Yeah, he's got it, and he? he? has got it, yeah. yeah. And, um, Peter Wilson's got it, his yeah, wife. This yeah. is Hanks. Uh, Tom Hanks is a real good guy, I think. Did you see that a few years ago where the guy fell asleep in the bar that he was in and he, he got, his mates unlocked his phone and they had pictures taken with him asleep with Tom oh, Hanks? Oh, no, that's very <laughs> so good. So he met Tom Hanks, but he was asleep at the oh, time. Oh, brilliant, that's <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and, um, and And, of course, the NBA... The NBA is season has been postponed. Me and my buddies, when the NFL's not on, keep an eye on the NBA. So the thing about dumb. the
2: NBA though is that there—how many games are there? Is it oh, 160 there's or there's something just, like that. They just play constantly. So even if they shut they? it down for a couple of months, it's not the NBA is not really relevant until. The sort of yeah. two weeks before the playoffs, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, a bit
1: like it's a bit like baseball. They play every other day.
2: Yes, yes. Although baseball is a more beautiful spectacle, isn't oh, it? Well, I, 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 you know, I enjoy, I've been to NBA regular yeah, season but, games and baseball regular season yeah, I games neither, and enjoyed them very much.
1: Neither are the top of the tree when it comes to my, my sporting favourites, but I will watch the them. Your sporting calendar. I,
2: I, do, I do, What's I, your favourite performance by Hanks?
1: Oh... Oh, oh oof. well, I mean, I, I know that it gets some stick, but I did really enjoy Forrest Gump. I went to see it in the cinema yes, as a boy, it felt like the first first sort of epic that I'd ever seen. I really. would
2: say it's not that's not one of my no, favorite of his films. I don't think whatsoever. I think it's one of my
1: favorite f- films by him. I'm not sure if it's his best performance. I think that he was good in uh, Big. He was very good <laughs> in Big. Yes, it's a great um, film.
2: He was good in, I'm trying to think of, what's the
1: uh, what's, what's the sort of the... Um, yeah, I know the one you're going to talk... I know the one you mean, the sort of gangstery one. Yes. Uh, the road, is it
2: The Road to Perdition?
1: That's it. That's a great he's film. great in that. really good film. That is yeah. a really
2: good film and he's great in that. And he's also very good in... Um, what's the one where he's chasing Leonardo DiCaprio? Um, and he's the... He's like a... That the, catch the, Me a If You Can. Catch Me If You Can. I really enjoyed that. I well. always
1: think with Hanks, he's just... He, he's, he's not quite the... He's not the, the top actor of all time, but consistently... He's Mr. Reliable. Very, very good, isn't isn't Saving
2: it? Private Ryan we must mention. He's a bit...
1: We? Oh, well, I think that's massively overrated. He's like oh, Jan okay. Mulby. He's like Jan Mulby. <laughs> Do you reckon that's the first time he's ever been compared? Yes, to Danish midfielder from the 80s and early 90s, Jan Molby.
2: That's. I think it almost certainly is, isn't it? That he's got a slight Liverpool accent.
1: That's brilliant, isn't it? He's it's his little fantastic. His little was brilliant. It's not yes. that; it's just that you can rely on him, you know. And every now and then they'll do something spectacular.
2: Yes, he's also been in some terrible films. It must be said. Go on, Hanks. Well, I watched one the other day, um, which I fell, actually fell asleep in. Oh. I watched it with my lovely partner and my my lovely mum, and it was called The Circle. It had Emma Watson in it, Ooh. and it is about a sort of a Facebook. Uh, some, a, a young uh, a young woman who goes to work for... A, not a young lady, I've killed myself no. with that. Now, a young lady. Um, a young woman who goes to work for a sort of Facebooky, y Google-y sort of organisation, and they're actually... Finds out that they're actually a bit evil. And, and one of the, the, the... Sort of the evil Steve Jobs figure is played by Tom Hanks. That sounds is, a bit like The Firm. It is just not very good from the start. And the re- one of the reasons for that is that Emma Watson is... Not just very good. Not very good, is right. she? I don't... Personally... She seemed, always seems very nice. Is she Hermione? She's Hermione. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't. I, I, I'm, I, I'm I'm convinced not. by her as a.
1: Well, I think she was in that, that vehicle for her. The Wallflower thing was a bit of a flop, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know about yeah. that. Anyway, back to your anyway. politics. What about the budget? Well, the budget was, it was very um, well delivered.
2: It was very well delivered. Um, people, you know, Isabel Hardman said that was a better pitch. Who's, who, if you don't know who Isabel Hardman, is, she's the spect- <coughs> excuse me, the Spectator's deputy editor. Um, there was uh, she. She said uh, Sunak has made a better pitch to be prime minister in one speech than Corbyn has managed in all his speeches in five years. I think he's fair enough. Uh, which is uh, which? I think is
1: I mean, let's... It was a very well delivered speech. It was a
2: very well delivered speech. Um,
1: but it wasn't really his budget, was it? So let's not ramp up the... Let's give him time and no, see but where he is. He did you know. deliver it very well. It if did. I was
2: Boris Johnson, I would have watched that commanding performance because he's... You know, in the in the debates, he was sort of cool, wasn't he? He was he had a lot of he had a lot of facts and figures at his yeah. fingertips. I mean, he's
1: clearly a clever guy.
2: Um, he was able to neutralise Labour attacks quite quickly. He looked confident, but he didn't look like the great showman that he looked like in the budget. I was a bit worried about a couple of things in the budget.
1: Yeah,
2: one of which was. Jeremy caught a lot of white flakes around Jeremy Corbyn's suit, weren't there? Oh, well, he's got dandruff. People said it was dandruff, but maybe he's just in the you know the final. Maybe he's just gone full scarface. Maybe he's full (laughs) Tony Montana. There's all
1: lions yeah, little, in that tiger's in his r- office and stuff friend. like that. And then he's just got a huge pile of beef <laughs> on his
2: desk, which he's sticking his head into until John McDonald comes. Oh, it's hot, time for the budget. In the hot tub.
1: Yeah, he's like that. <laughs> Big screens with Sky News on him and Seamus
2: smoking yeah. cigars. Bad guy coming through, that's what he says. Um, <laughs> oh, brilliant. But the Maybe. other, the other yeah, one yeah. was that he kept, Rishi Sunak kept saying, he, he kept saying, I want to go further, didn't he? He said, "I, I no, he said he did, I wouldn't yeah. do this, but I want yeah. to go further." And yeah. I couldn't help thinking that is this? Does he behave like this in his private moments? <laughs> oh, God, I'm nibbling your oh, ear oh, now, God. but I want to go further. <laughs> is this how he does? Full play, full play with the Chancellor of the Exchequer, courting. Yeah, exactly. Um, Stepping out with Rishi Sunak. <laughs> I mean, there was an awful lot of, uh, in it to. Uh, about coronavirus, you, you're at the sharp end of this. You, you're a business and politics journalist. What, yeah, how um, do you think businesses have reacted to? Well, re- really? first of all,
1: the thirty billion that he sort uh, of put I, aside. I mean, I have to say that I was, I was, um, I, you know, chequebook chancellor. It, it, it was, it was. A, it, I think a lot of jaws dropped when we started to pull those figures together in that first, that first sort of five or ten minutes of the budget. Really was blockbuster. Yes, and it, I, I think. It, I think we need to probably just step aside from party politics a little bit with regards to um, with regards to the the stimulus to tackle coronavirus yes because um, you know businesses are going to take a hit here and I think that He's gone much further than anyone thought he would. I mean, the business rates thing is an extraordinary package. What's the business rates thing? So, uh, I mean, these figures are still to be worked out, and because I think news is moving very quickly, I think the Red Book has perhaps not been poured over as as well as it normally is on the day after a budget, I have to say. I think there is still probably something to come and bite number 10s and eleven in um, in the Red Book, buried in the Red Books. Of because not all of it is announced during the statement. There is more stuff. So I think there's probably some more stuff that we'll see over the weekend because the Sundays will really be going through it. Um, but basically, the Chancellor claims that um, about 50% of businesses will will get a, a business rate freeze. Now, I speak to business leaders all the time, and the main thing they're saying on a day-to-day basis is we are getting crippled by business rates. Um, the the high street especially retailers you know really struggling um and and, and closing down because of huge uh, business rates now yes it, it, i think the question that we haven't really answered yet is are the councils taking the hit because a lot of councils rely on these business rates now hugely yes. or is the government going to give local government more money is central government gonna, is that part of the 30 billion? Not quite sure. Yes, that's um, right. It's for yeah. businesses uh, that have a rateable value of under 51,000. So, the, you know, big business isn't getting a cut here. But the smaller independents, and, uh, you know, which make up a vast majority of our retail, hospitality, leisure is included as well. Yes. I'm um, really pleased with this. There's also some other business rate measures. You could get some rebates and things. It's, it's very complicated, but. Yeah, it's been it's been welcomed. It's a, it really is a shot in the arm for the high street and for the leisure industry and the hospitality industry, right at the time when they were facing. You know, no, they're already, already struggling, and all of a sudden, people aren't leaving the house. You know, it was uh, so. Yes, they were they were very pleased with that. Um, it's going to be very tough for the hospitality industry, even even with oh, these yes. things, though, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, th- those companies that um, that exist on a month by month basis. Yes. Are going to find it really tough. They may be very well run, very good businesses, but if you know if they haven't got some surplus um, stored away for a rainy day, you know, then they're, then they're going to struggle. And it takes businesses a long time to 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 build up funds. You know, if yes, you, it does. If, you, if you're fifty percent down, three four months on the bounce, then you're screwed, aren't you? A lot of businesses businesses will fail. We've seen it already. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of businesses will use this as an opportunity to blame something else when perhaps they haven't been yeah. managed very well. Um, but I, I, but you know I, I I I'm suggesting more bigger businesses than that when you know a lot of businesses blamed Brexit for stuff and Brexit of course has been a, a ma- has had a massive impact on business but there was also a lot of um, CFOs going well get away with murder yeah, exactly, here, can't I can't yeah, because yeah, I, yeah. I think coronavirus is a, a new and very convenient piece of mitigation for business do you
2: think that all of the ills of brexit will now be Uh, coronavirus? do you know what somebody asked me this the other day and i I I think
1: i think that this uh, my view is and i do listen to experts and my view is and i have a uh, we've been speaking very closely to a to a a, a virologist who's also a very very clever man this week and his suggestion is that this we'll probably be through this by the end of summer Mm. To to a greater or lesser extent. So if we can weather this storm, if that thirty billion stimulus can get us through that bit, then we should be okay. And um, you then know, we can all, go back to blaming everything on Brexit. Then we again. can go back to Brexit. So I think for the, in the short term, yes, coronavirus is going to have a huge impact, but compared to Brexit, it will pale into insignificance. In ten years' time, we'll still be feeling the impact of Brexit, where I think the yes. economy, you know, will slow down, but can probably struggle through coronavirus and you know and, and shake it off within two or three years.
2: Yes. Um, it's an amazing, there's an amazing statistic floating about is the
1: is it my inside leg
2: which is um, which is, is related to coronavirus mm-hmm. but is nothing to do with coronavirus and everything to do with Brexit and it is the um, it is the fact that the the number of EU nurses registered or the number of new EU regis- nurses registered in the UK um, is down 18 uh, 87% from 2016-17 wow. to 17-18, I don't know whether there was a huge push to recruit more nurses in 16-17, uh, but it's it's down from 6,400 to uh, to 800, um, and that is presumably, presumably some of that is down to people going, mm-hmm. you know. I'm uh, I, I'm thinking twice about coming over over here. Of course, the government are now <clears> talking, aren't they? About can we get um, people who've retired from nursing to come back into nursing uh, to help if, if uh, coronavirus gets worse? So, you know.
1: Well, I mean, I think probably you know we should just say um, how what an incredible job the, the frontline line uh, nurses and doctors are doing. I mean, yes, we do don't need we our, do. they don't need our prayers, but uh, you know they, we're we're all a little bit concerned imagine if every day you had to go to work and, and meet people who are infected you know yeah. for them and their families this must be a tough time so yes um, exactly you know, thank, thank you very much do for you, all you do
2: do you think on the budget do you think that there will be a backlash from right wing Tories do you know what I, <laughs> ab- about the amount of spending
1: well I mean the the, the, the national overdraft is going to take a lot of yes it is this is I mean I I, I I wrote a piece yesterday and I was saying you know this Labour may have lost the general election but they've kind of won, won the Argument with yes. regards to spend and borrow. Do you know?
2: Um, do you know what other leading intellectuals have made that point recently? <laughs> not, it's not just. You. I think you've
1: used the word other. Yeah,
2: it's, <laughs> just... it, it's the same. T- two people who've made that same point yeah. to you are are Aaron Bastani and Len McCluskey. Oh, really? <laughs> Len McCluskey
1: well, said. Well, it's funny because we were in the pub on Tuesday night. The, you? the three of you. Yeah, beer and sandwiches.
2: Len McCluskey said Jeremy <coughs> Corbyn's legacy is not just that the three leaders, oh,
1: well, this is uh, nonsense.
2: La- three Labour candidates for leader, believe in a radical Labour Party, but also that the Tory government has embraced Corbyn's spending philosophy. Well done, Jeremy
1: Corbyn and John McDonnell. Well, what you could say is that in that case, um, <laughs> that, that, that Jeremy Corbyn and John McDonnell embrace Gordon Brown's spending policy. Well, exactly. I mean, it's much closer to a to a Brownite um, yes. policy than anything that th- those two could. Yeah. Scribble together. Um so no, that's nonsense, frankly. Utter nonsense. Jeremy Corbyn has done um very little um for the for the for this nation, full stop.
2: But with the right wiggers, I well, suspect yes, some of them will be a little bit uneasy about this. I right expect they?
1: they will, and I think that I think that in time there will be some some murmurings. But I think right now it was probably, you know, it was probably the budget the nation needed. The stimulus budget. Yeah, it was probably what the nation needed. What you know we we you know, we've beaten ourselves up over Brexit um, for for a long time. We've now facing this, uh, you know, this uh, uncertainty over the coronavirus. Um, I, 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 it's difficult to it's difficult to pick holes in the budget. You can. I mean, we were talking earlier about the environmental stuff. There's not Where's a great the, deal. Where like that. is the
2: environmental stuff? Um,
1: I, I think Clive Lewis um, made a very good point where it's, he's a shadow Treasury Minister, Labour MP, uh, where he he made a very good point about that. He also said, he called it a smoke and mirrors budget. And I think with any budget, yes. you, you shake it and things do fall off. And that will happen. I think it'll take longer, like I said before, I think it'll take longer than normal for stuff to fall off it. But stuff does, that's how budgets yes. work. Um, and I dare say that there will be, be some some unease from the Tories. But, you yeah. Know. I think it's a bit of a free hit, if really, yes. because of the climate we're in.
2: Well, it is, yeah. I mean, there's a lack <clears throat> of sort of Brexit mitigation, isn't there? I was expecting a lot more, to hear a lot more about we're going to draft in loads more, um, we're going to draft in lots more customs officers, we're going to try and...
1: Well, it seems to have been forgotten, doesn't it? Know. And I think I, I, I am concerned about the... Um, Rhys Mogg, just before we came into the studio, you say I'm not allowed to say before we came on air. So no, that's not, right. Before we, just before we came on air... We're not on uh, air, are we? We're <laughs> on, if anything, we're on... Just before we came in your ears, we, <laughs> we, uh, uh, Reece Mogg said there was no reason to delay the Brexit talks. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I mean...
2: It, well, the Brexit talks are going to be postponed. Yeah, aren't they, I, I mean the, well, the, uh, the, the, the negotiation period, yes, the, exactly. yeah, transition, the period. transition period. The yes.
1: transition period, I mean... I'm not sure how long we can stick to that line. No, maybe. me too. Um, yeah, it's quite it would it's be quite pertinent too. to just do that as soon as possible, and yeah, and let the let the government and 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 the experts worry about this. You know, one problem at a time.
2: Social care, I think, is something oh, yeah. that was. The, may, I mean, was that? EM, I wonder whether that was earmarked for this budget, or I wonder whether you think coronavirus
1: they're, they're and mind. then it's
2: taken and then it's taken it out. Well, it wouldn't have been.
1: Th- it wouldn't have been thirty billion. I wouldn't have thought, but nonetheless, I yeah, mean, yes, it, it was. It, it, that is a very, very good point.
2: It is the issue of you know the issue that is going to catch up with 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 all of us. Um, uh, It's what Labour's Labour's attitude to this budget is is odd, isn't it? You know the 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 idea. And James Ball, uh, fine writer for the New European, uh, said this on Twitter. And a really nice chap. He's a lovely man. And a lovely was
1: brilliant when we did our podcast live. He he was
2: yes. Uh, He said, "I don't think uh, saying this is too little, too late will work. It is real and significant spending." Um, not the token effort seen in election years from Cameron and May. Labour need a new playbook alongside its new leader. Um, so there you go. Uh, and I think that is that is probably right. Clive Lewis, you know, his smoke and mirrors thing is, is, is quite a good line.
1: Well, I think it, I think it's a great soundbite. I don't think, as far as I can tell, I don't think it is yet. But I, I'm, no. I, I might well be proved wrong. No. Um. <clears throat> I
2: wonder whether Labour should
1: have voted for the
2: budget. You know, or should have. Labour should have supported the budget and gone. Yes, we agree with this, but we think that you must spend this much money every year. Yeah, gonna... I
1: mean, it's difficult. I can't see. I mean, my view of it is how how could how can Labour not support the the, the coronavirus stimulus? I think mean, it's impossible. For yes, them exactly. Um, so you know, but but you know, this is still Corbyn's Labour. Yes, it is, and it's
2: yeah, yeah. The, the, the sort of the the, the wall. Um, talking of Corbyn's Labour, I have had my. I'm a member of the Labour Party. Congratulations! I have rejoined the Labour Party. Congratulations! Did uh, you get to vote? And I have. And I, I, I <coughs> it, my ballot paper came. Well, it, my my electronic ballot paper mm, came a day you, a Mr. day Posh. after um, voting opened. Right. Uh, it, it was extremely easy
1: to do. Yeah. Um, I presume it's been counted because <laughs> I'm no. not sure I voted. For, well, if, for you, if you look closely at your um, card, get it out so we can see it. Right. You know, yeah, can you yeah, see yeah, that, yeah. that long numbers along the bottom there? Yes. So it says zero zero one nine seven two. Yes. B L A I R I T E. Yeah. One four two nine. Yeah. It seems that you've been declared a Blairite, I and you will been. not be allowed to no, vote. No, will be. be My just going in the e-bin. My e-vote has gone in the e-bin. Spam, e spam e bin. folder. The yeah. Spam For 24 being spam folder. Oh, so, talking Tony so. spam, have you been um, stockpiling?
2: Uh, I've been, yeah, I've been
1: stockpiling uh, alcohol. I can see it under your desk. There <laughs> is actually a massive box of alcohol under your it's, desk.
2: Do you know what? It's an empty box of alcohol, because <laughs> I've taken it all home in little dribs and drabs. <laughs> uh, yes, um... 100,000 ballot papers at the start of this week had not been delivered. Is that right? And, you know, they're 600,000 members, aren't they? Or whatever I wonder they if
1: they've not been delivered to Blairites. Well,
2: <laughs> one source very close to this... I think this is from The Observer. Or heard, the winner is! One source close to one of the leadership campaigns said, it's very striking that a high proportion of those who have not got their papers are either people who joined before 2015, so before Corbyn was leader, or since the general election. Ah. Isn't it funny, that?
1: And the winner is Becky Long-Bailey. And I now declare Labour dead. (laughs) (laughs) Surely not. Surely not. Imagine. Just
2: imagine. Uh, Shall we do the popular uh, item which is now
1: known as...
0: That's not my Brexit.
1: I think we should. the, The brilliant thing about this is we can't use the tech... So these children have to come and stand in Olivia <laughs> now. Yeah. And we just hit them around the back of the so head. We don't hit them, we just and it, we threaten no, them. No, I hit them. I oh, do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they, just, they do it. you, 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 you. Right, come, right, come on, kids. Come here, come, come here. Come on.
0: That's
2: not my Brexit. We only took a threat that time. incredible, a mild threat at that They're very good, they're very good. Have you, what did you watch on, what have you been watching on TV recently?
1: Um, what? Right, what did I watch? I watched, Oh, I watched a uh, documentary about Tay-Tay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know tay No, I don't. <laughs> Who is Tay-Tay? I just like saying it. I think I say it funny. Who's <laughs> Tay-Tay? tay <Tay-Tay? laughs> uh, Taylor Swift. Oh, tay She's a popular singer. Yes, I'm she's been out for quite a long time. Heard of her work. Yeah. I like some of her pop ditties. Yeah, good. Uh, is that that d- ditties <laughs> is it?
2: What's it called? Miss America or something, uh, something or like that?
1: that. I, I came into the room as it it already started, but it was quite. It's quite fun. Um, I watched that. whilst watching uh watching? Messiah on Netflix. Very good. Yeah, no, I fa- fell out with that early on. I'm re. Oh, it was worth carrying on. With. Was it? Yeah. 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 I I um, I'm redoing all of Curb. Uh, Kirby Enthusiasm, okay, yes, I'm at the end of se- season three. That's very good. Hilarious. And I'm also watching. Ooh, I love Alaska, the Last Frontier on D Max. <laughs> Anything about Alaska, I'll watch. Anything about Alaska, Building houses watch. in Alaska? Shooting yeah, bears not ask anything about Alaska and I'm on Any it. Any old thing Have about seen, Alaska. D Max is brilliant, right? Have you seen this show called Naked and Afraid? Naked and Afraid. They dump these survivalists in the middle of nowhere, but, right?
2: Let me guess. But let that me, isn't. Let me
1: guess. That's only the beginning. Are we guessing what state <laughs> they're in when they're done. Yeah, exactly. Are they? So are not only are, are they, they in the middle of nowhere, they've got not a bobbing on, and it's always a man and a woman. It's brilliant. It's absolutely hilarious, and they always fall out. Right? It's, it's really funny. And there was one I watched the other week, and the guy went, "It's very cold. I think we need to employ body heat." And the woman went, "I don't think No, so. I don't think so, <laughs> mate. But good try." So that's what I've been watching Five on social media. Trying. On social media, I've been watching a dog pooing Oh, okay, that's good. Well, we'll come back to dogs in a oh, minute. Right, yeah. Because... What have you been watching? The
2: first thing on... Um, the, well, the first item on That's Not My Brexit... Yeah. ...is dog-related. Oh! Uh, and it is the stunning fact that Crofts... Is that still going? Yeah, I thought they banned that. Crofts. No, it is still going. Right, it's on at the right, NEC right, in right, Birmingham. Right, right. And there's oh, been... A, oh, excuse me. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Get down. One of those children are trying to escape <laughs> from that cage that you put them in. And... Um, and um, yes, the the it, cross, cross has experienced a, a big drop in overseas dogs uh, oh. entering, oh. and organisers have blamed the blamed it all on Brexit. Oh, a little bit what? So there are nearly twenty thousand dogs taking part this year. It's, it's about a uh, thousand dogs down on last year. Right, right, right. And of the, the absentees, sixty three percent were overseas dogs. Wow. Um, so, um, so yes, um, and it's only going to get worse because uh-huh. the transition uh, period, which obviously ends at the end of December, uh, before that, so right now dogs can still come into Crufts without quarantine. It looks like, you know, we're headed for no deal, no cooperation, and that means, obviously, that the pet travel scheme, which the EU introduced uh, in 2002, is going to go. And uh, so, so you know, it's it's going to be sad times for European dogs uh, at the um, at, at Crofts, and I just wonder whether that is um, is that Brexit or not. Well, quite. Um, I, I don't think it is. Uh, I think is that's that? not my Brexit. Is in- what I am saying. Indeed, is, is Crofts still on television? Crofts is on television. Oh, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, it is. Um, second item, in not that's not my Brexit. Yeah, um, is that um, border delays for goods are going to be worse than. Predicted. This hmm. is part of our tough.
1: Well, that's just what we need. This in the middle is part of, a of our pandemic. Exactly. This mm. is part
2: of our tough negotiating stance, mm. isn't mm. it? Uh, the haulage the shipping industry, uh, the freight industry, all ask the government to um, to seek uh, a security waivers from the EU, uh, which would be necessary to make cross channel. Um, freight much easier after Brexit. The government have said no we're not going to do that it's going to be no deal it's going to be these are one of our red lines we're not going to do that so everybody in the haulage the freight uh, and the shipping industry is now you know completely worried about what is going to happen it's going to it's going to uh, significantly increase uh, delays at borders time in getting your goods checked I mean, and all of this and all we had to do was opt into the what the EU calls the safety and security zone dumb but we're not doing that kind dumb. of stuff dumb uh, three um, well i don't know whether this is brexit as well i don't think this is the brexit that people voted for the government is refusing to publish the impact assessment um, of a no deal, right? Uh, or what their well next to no deal, their yeah, proposals yeah. for the for the <coughs> for the EU. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they won't publish the impact assessment from that. Michael Goh was in the Brexit committee, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, on Wednesday, um, Hilary Benn, chairman of the committee, said. But hang on, last week you published the um, the impact assessment on the deal with the USA, yeah. um, which showed a massive growth, 0.16% over 15 years. And Michael Gove sort of said, well, you can't really tell anything out of impact assessments. And he said, well, why did you bother publishing the... American one then, and he said, "Well, sometimes impact assessments are really useful." And while he was saying this <laughs> yes. and laughing to himself, he poured himself a large glass of water, which went all over his iPhone and his briefing notes because he missed the missed the glass. Oh dear!
0: Uh, That's not my Brexit. Indeed,
2: Mr. It Goof. So Brexit continues to, to go really well. Yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, my fear is that because. Other news has very massively overtaken um, Brexit. The, the, these sort of things are not going to get the kind of oxygen they deserve, so we're doing a service here by, by talking about them.
2: We are. A um, couple of other things that that um, got my attention this week. Yes. Chris Grayley. Oh yeah, I remember him. Now you would have thought that if a candidate for non—I mean, not self-isolation, just isolation—you <laughs> just lock him. If you were Boris Johnson, you'd just lock him in a box somewhere, wouldn't you? Like the box that you've constructed for your children, yeah, uh, under there, or indeed the box holding all of my bottles of wine. <laughs> but no, they have given him a new job. Ooh. Chris Grayling—he is—he uh, is getting a job uh, on Parliament's Intelligence and Security Committee, and not only that. The other conservative members... Oh, an
1: oxymoron.
2: ...of the committee... Yeah, exactly. Chris Grayling is in charge of intelligence. The other members, Tory members of the committee, are being told to vote for him as chairman of the committee. It's
1: like Microsoft Works.
2: Clearly nothing can go wrong now.
1: <laughs> got any other Oxymoron. Just
2: got these Hawaii phones for everybody. He'll come in, <laughs> won't he? Going, hey, it's great. These are brilliant. Uh, yes, and his first task... Will be to publish a report on Russia's influence in the British establishment. What do you think that report that Chris Grayling is going to compile and publish will say?
1: I can tell you something. It won't be on time. <laughs>
2: it won't be on time.
1: It will be outsourced
2: to some. It will be outsourced to some fishing, some freight, fishing freight companies, uh, and it will have the terms and conditions of a pizza company put on the end. I suspect it will say. We've looked at the amount of Russian influence on British, British government and British politics and we've found that there is very little Russian influence uh, on British politics oh, and yes, British Perhaps, government. perhaps.
1: Now, we sadly missed a great night out, didn't we? We, we did miss a great night, night out. Week, we missed the we Daily
2: Telegraph's Heroes of Brexit yeah, night. Yeah, I'm told it was tremendous. I know somebody... Uh, some, You've got somebody, a mole, have you? I, I, well, a well-wisher has, has sent okay. us some, uh, some details of the big night. Alison Pearson, Nigel Farage and my favourite little Mark Francois were on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Alison yeah. Pearson said I am apparently said I'm not a, a hero of Brexit, I'm a humble handmaid of Brexit. Oh. Uh, which she <laughs> never seen the handmaid so which she dressed it's, in the old getup I'm right? not sure I don't think there's any pictures of her in the getup uh there was a lot of the, the photos that I've seen and the, the clips that I've seen there it's there seems to be a lot of old white people yes. waving union jack yeah. little plastic union I jack flags th- why would they bother I just... uh uh, Nigel Farage um, was quite uh, was, was as you would imagine. Mark Francois said was asked whether uh, uh, what his predictions for Brexit were. He said, "I don't think things will go tits up." <laughs> so that's good for you. Uh, he said um, he was asked whether he was going to shut down the ERG. Now Brexit had been won.
1: ERG, ERG. He said
2: the submarine remains at sea. Oh. We all live... let it didn't surface again. ...in a Brexit again. submarine. <laughs> all my mm-hmm. friends are all aboard, my Spartan friends are all aboard, and many more of them are next door in the Lords, he, yeah. <laughs> he could have said. He uh, could have He also said, which Don't I thought, press the red button. which I thought was absolutely brilliant, he said, if I had a choice between being a poor man and free and a rich man and servile, yeah. I would choose to be a poor man and free. And that, is what people say who are not poor, isn't it? it, if, you, it is. if you're if you're poor, yeah, like me, or you, like you, yeah, you would, or or if you have been poor, like you know, me, and we've all been, <laughs> most of us have been poor in oh, our yeah, in our lives. especially in this profession. But exactly, yeah, but. If you've been poor and you know what real poverty yeah, is, yeah, that is true. You would never, never, ever say that. That is the luxury of a rich man. Absolutely. And, and Alison Pearson apparently joined into this and said, "This is what the Ramones never get about." Yeah. Us. Now, Alison Pearson, I would imagine earns in excess of two hundred thousand well, uh, quid a year from the from the Telegraph. Mark Francois, you know, what's he earn? How much has been an MP? 85, is it now? 70, 70 78. Something. Yeah, yeah. 78. And, he, you know, presumably he gets a bit more from TV Other interests. You know, So these people are on 100,000, 200,000 a year and are saying... I a mean, year. this is
1: one reason why I'm not worried about the toilet paper thing. Why? Because you can just use Mark Francois. Well, no, I mean... Or you, you can just... use Alison Pearson's collected columns. <laughs> well, I could. Yeah. If I collected them all, no, you just use a towel. You just <laughs> use a towel, yeah. yeah, yeah I've got yeah. one. That's good. It's a tea towel, it's a bath towel. It's a
2: bath, mate. It does everything, multi-purpose. Uh, yes. So just use a towel and then wash it again. Yeah. Is that advice from the chief medical officer? <laughs> yes.
1: Or is it advice from... <laughs> or, hey, has yourself still forgot arms? Yeah, exactly, you know?
2: yeah. Um, Mark Francois is writing a bu- an autobiography, you'll be pleased to know. What was the I'm, other I'm shock I'm revelation I, of the night? Well,
1: I'm over the... <laughs> Over the moon. Who's going to publish that?
2: He well, presumably Mrs. Francois. <laughs> uh, he said it's going to be called. You really couldn't make it up, yeah. which is it's not a great title, is it? I mean, what would be a better title for Mark Francois's autobiography? Uh,
1: ooh, um, don't know.
2: I don't know. I don't know if you've got an yeah, idea, new it. European listeners at home. Oh. Um, then then tell us what you think Mark Francois' autobiography could have been called. It um, sure would be something with Penfold in the title, Poison Penfold, or <laughs> the Penfold is Mightier than the Sword. It's <laughs> good. I like that. It's called. You really couldn't make it up, which I think is a reference to Richard Littlejohn's catchphrase, "You couldn't make it up," which he stacks in his terrible it? I've not read Daily it. Mail column. I've not read it. A Littlejohn. So I think he's aiming it time. basically at, at people who read the Daily Mail and at, who are people who follow Richard Littlejohn. Right, you really right, right. couldn't make it up. You
1: really couldn't. Uh, you really couldn't good. make up the fact that Mark Francois thinks he should write a autobiography. Frankly.
2: He, he he also said apparently um, in this thing, which uh, which I well wish I was particularly tickled about, but, but but which I don't think made it into my um, my sort of report uh, this week in the paper. He said he spent a lot of time slagging off Theresa May and Philip Hammond's lack of negotiations, and then at the end he said. Um, they said, what are you doing now? And he said, I've written a book. And they said, oh, why are you writing a book? He said, well, I, you know, I need to make some money. I'm, I'm not being paid to come here tonight. <laughs> and he said, I suppose I didn't negotiate it very well. Although well, they should have got Philip Hammond and Theresa May." But there you go, Mark Francois.
1: Well, I was thinking, um, I mean, you, you are sort of partly self-isolating already, aren't you? I am, yeah. Because you are the gloved wang. I am, yes. <laughs> So it remains gloved at all. That is safe, yeah. That that's is right.
2: But uh, what about your night of fishing?
1: Well, there's no one else. On F- the banks. <laughs> and also, um, the virus cannot be passed through water. <laughs> <So> <laughs> is it not
2: a waterborne no. virus?
1: No. so I am fishing, but what I've, what I've started to do is fly fishing. Okay. But I get really deep in. So the only thing you'll see is just my little nose and mouth poking oh, yeah. out of the water oh, and my little arm, and I do that, you know, fly fishing. Fly fishing? Yeah, on a night. fly fishing
2: on a night. Do you use waders or do you just... Strip down and get in there. Get in there. Just get in there. Get in there. That's what get I see. Get in there. <laughs> get right in there. So <laughs> right. A, good fishing, a good fishing story, I, by the way, I, is... is and, uh, this was told to me by...
1: I might glove my wang tonight, I have to say. Because yeah, yeah. yeah
2: Stop doing that. Banging Apologies, listeners. Uh, a good fishing story which was told to me by Danny Kelly, who said he'd been told this by um, Danny Kelly, the broadcaster, who, who used to be my boss... Um, at total sport and at football three six five and he said that um, on his on their no- notorious sort of day out with Paul Gascoigne in chris Evans oh, God, uh, Danny yeah. Baker and all this <laughs> Danny was around for some of this, and he, he said that uh, they had um, they 'd asked Paul Gascoigne about fishing yeah um, he loves surfing. fishing on a night yeah. and he said that um, he said that he, he 'd learned quite a lot about fishing from Jack Charlton. Really? Uh, when yeah, he yes, was a big know, fisherman, yeah. uh, when he was sort of Newcastle, involved in Newcastle, and he said, "Well, they said sort of, what did they, you know, what did you learn from him?" And he said, "I bought," lo- he said, "He invited me to go fishing with him, and I was about sixteen, and I just I panicked because I only had like one really old rod, so with my YTS money or yeah, whatever yeah. it was, I went to the fishing tackle shop and I bought loads and loads of really smart gear." and met him at 6am on the banks of whatever, you know, as arranged, and he said, um, he took one look at my gear, he threw most of it into the river, <laughs> and then, then he poured a can of beer into the river, and he said, and all the fishes just came to the beer! <laughs> <laughs> and so... He basically had a stick with a, with a bit of twine <laughs> hanging off it, and the, the fishes just came to the beer. <laughs> That's a brilliant story. Said it, yeah. Jack Charlton fished with beer? He fished with... He, just, he said he just he threw away all of his bait. He went, you can keep your rod, but you did, this bait, I'll just throw this all in the river. Throw it in. And he went, this is all the bait you need. Pour beer into the river. He said, all the fishes came round to the beer. <laughs>
1: I think this might have been Gaza's excuse for taking beer well, on his it fishing might, It trip. might have been, so there you go. Very good. Right, we will return to crown a Brexiteer of the Week.
2: Brexiteer of the Week.
1: Welcome back. Stefan Angelo, <laughs> Angelo de Mer will crown a Brexiteer de la Week.
2: I will. Uh, we've not all talked, kinds of
1: languages crushed into one sentence. We've not talked
2: at all about Pretty Patel in this podcast. And the Pretty Patel thing <laughs> seems to have gone away a little bit, doesn't yeah. it? Um, yeah. Um, I got a
1: lot of people getting in contact with me over the weekend because my old comments about Pretty Patel were were resurfaced oh, around okay. a new oh, yes, that's right, radio yes. four thing yeah. What did you
2: say about her?
1: I said that her ambition far outweighed her ability. I think that was yes. the line that Pretty wasn't that keen yes. on. So we just What's ran like it, your own ran it again. Well yes, I I mean people in glass houses and all yes, that, but you know exactly. I'm not the home secretary, so Yes. Well not yet. <laughs> God really will have to help us if I know. Well, right? You do know Lee Kane very well, don't you? I do so know Lee Cain very well, but I'm not
2: sure he's making ministerial appointments. But I don't know. You know, if he promised to do exactly what he
1: tells you to do, all right, it would be me. If you're listening, yeah, I will be the next time. I, I am willing to serve. I'll do a job I as well. Why I not? Well, what could you be? Well, I, could I if be, I, could I, I'd I'd be, be arts and
2: culture or something like that? I'd be willing to vote for any old rubbish in return for free theatre tickets, and I'd like to have a box at the opera.
1: All right, cool. Well, Can you have a word? Lee, Lee, uh, I know you, I know you do listen. In fact, on occasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you've got some, I know you are a busy man, but we are happy to serve a government of all the talent. a government of all the talent. a government of, right. talent. <laughs> a government of some talent. Yeah, um, and you know, pretty, of no talent. I am happy for pretty to be my to like stay in the home office, but maybe like tech on just a ministerial job. Yeah, yeah, be yeah. be fine. We just can stick her in this job. cage with the kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just room for the little, right. little one. Room for a little one. <laughs> imagine if
2: she was if it was if she was pretty poppins. Your, <laughs> your kids
1: would be you? <laughs> they would behave, wouldn't they? <laughs> God almighty, yeah. Can you imagine though? Uh, coming down on an umbrella. This has got to be the front of a new European. Pretty I can pop-its. feel it coming on. It would, it, it's,
2: it's a fantastic a idea. A spoonful of... What? I can't say the
1: word. You can't, no. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, oh, take your medicine, idea. children. I'm all of
2: you effing idiots, <laughs> she
1: would say. A spoonful of
2: expletives. <laughs> a, a nighttime story. <laughs> Why are you sending me all these stupid
1: idiots? Is this your homework? <laughs> Throw it in your face. Is she one of the Brexiteers of the week? She is not. But oh. but
2: but Darren Grimes, who's the sort of the Charlie Bucket of Brexit, is <laughs> is one he's, of them because he's how, great, is this, he? how is he still a thing? He didn't get a, he didn't get a golden <laughs> ticket, but he did, somebody did pop six hundred and fifty thousand quid in his Wonka bar. I? <laughs> Just go. You spend this on whatever <laughs> you like. So, and know, we're every, the
1: lads every time. And I'm, I, I, I'm a Yorkshireman, so I check my bank balance about six or seven times out, a day. Yeah, I mean, so I've checked it well. If you've been on, yeah, on yeah, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and but no one ever it yeah, gives
2: you six hundred and fifty thousand no, quid no, to spend on whatever you like. Yeah, no, no, never. Uh, had. He doesn't like bullies, Darren Crimes. Well, said, fair enough. Me neither. Um, he did a very good. It was actually a good interview with. Uh, I think it was with Toby Young. All right. uh, last year, which I saw, and he's, where he said he, he described being bullied uh, for being gay at uh, his comprehensive. He said that he calls the EU a bullying racket quite a lot. He was very opposed to John Burko. He said he was a bullying oaf. Carol Cadwallader, uh, who he has called the biggest media bully that there is. Right, right, uh, right. I <coughs> just wanted to give you his views on Pretty Patel, the accusations of bullying against Pretty Patel. I right, said, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. increasingly coming to the view that the person being bullied here is in fact pretty Patel herself. <laughs> well, I think we've probably mm. all come <laughs> to that notion. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, there you yeah, go, yeah. Tom Tugendhat. Nah, his name yes. I love to say Yeah, and spell. Uh, spell. He's yeah. got a
1: mad D in there, just chucked in. It has. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I
2: think this. Well, I think this name needs a D. He's. He's. Uh, I think he's got. Um, I think he's. He's of French origins, isn't he? Uh, Tom Hat uh he has defended there's a eu new eu migrants from january when, when we're fully out of the transition period are going to have to pay six hundred and twenty pounds a year uh to be uh just for the privilege of <clears throat> being in this country and what a privilege two thousand five hundred if it's family of four it's two thousand five hundred quid isn't it um and he has defended this plan he said most eu countries require some co-payment or contribution that comes from the individual or or the employer. This brings us into lines with others. Uh, That seems sensible enough. It is not true. It does seem sensible enough. Uh, Germany, Belgium, the Netherlands, France, none of these uh, countries uh, do that. People obviously pay tax and national insurance, the equivalent of national insurance. Uh, What we are asking for them to do is to pay their tax, their national insurance, and then pay a fine for being foreign. That seems, uh, that seems a bit unfair. He is talking through his Tugan hat, <laughs> I'm afraid to say. Andrew Bridgen.
1: Ah, uh, He's not been in it for a while, has Bridgen he? Bridgen
2: over troubled waters. Sleepy old... Sleepy... He's like the sort of bagpus of Brexit to me. <laughs> bagpus. If, if he Did is, Emily love bagpuss? was that what it was? Emily loved bagpus, yeah, but yeah, Emily yeah, loved him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Emily uh, loved bagpuss. Yes. Um, North West Leicestershire MP. Went to his local school in Meesham. Mm-hmm. The kids have been doing a climate change uh, project. They 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 wrote to Boris Johnson, telling him all about their climate change concerns. Andrew Bridgen trotted off down there, and the deputy head said, "Oh, he was very knowledgeable with his facts." Right, and good, one yes. fact that I am saying that not he's not knowledgeable, knowledgeable about is that he's there have very been very
1: knowledgeable for so, his facts, yeah. there have been, oh, he's very knowledgeable for his facts, yes. But just make
2: sure you use your
1: words, Andrew. Use That's your right.
2: words. <laughs> and one fact that I don't think he was he, yeah. he revealed to them okay. was that there have been 13 key Commons votes on climate issues since Andrew Bridgen was elected. Mm-hmm. He's been in the chamber for ten of the votes, right, right, right. and he's only right. voted positively for action against climate change on one occasion. Just the once. And occasion. in and in 2015, he wrote in the Daily Telegraph that he is quote was going to war with the BBC because of its coverage of global warming. Right,
1: but faced with a class full of children, yeah, they ask, Harry, "I'm your
2: cli- I'm your climate, yeah, I'm Mister Climate. I'm I love I love the climate, don't you, Captain Planet? <laughs> That's right." <laughs> Uh, Peter Bone, he's resurfaced. Oh Bonio. The old uh he looks a bit like Sven, doesn't he? He does look a lot he like Sven. He looks a lot like Harrison. Sven. He's got a plan. <laughs> he wants a new bank holiday.
1: Oh yes, well that's been a I mean, that has been a, a political United Kingdom Favorite. day. United he want, Kingdom he wants
2: day. It, he said it's nothing to do with Brexit. No, of course not. No. He said uh, it's, uh, it's nothing to do with Brexit. This It's to celebrate the whole United Kingdom. Right. Uh, right. When does he want it? He wants it on mon- this this year to be on June the twenty sixth, right. which is the closest Monday to the date of the referendum. That's he always right. wants it to be around June the twenty third, which was the date of the referendum, and he said anyone who doesn't fancy it. Uh, can always re- he said, Remainers can always work on United Kingdom. That's down. kind, isn't it? But it's nothing to do with Brexit.
1: Nothing to do with Brexit. Is uh, he still? How's it going with old him and the you know him and the uh, personal trainer? Per- his personal trainer. Is I he think ripped? He's been all trained. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> <You is. can laughs> imagine if he was. Imagine he if off he was his shirt and he was hench <laughs> in the
2: chamber. <laughs> imagine that, Peter Henchbone, the henchman, <laughs> the henchbone. My yeah. bone is hench. Uh, But the Brexiteer of the week is lovely Anne Whittaker Oh Uh, Because in these times of pandemics uh, She is the person to whom I always turn for comfort I cannot help feeling we are going mad over coronavirus
1: Right Uh, She said in a Daily
2: Express column Yeah We need a sense
1: of proportion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She
2: said, we've had the scare of SARS, bird flu, Ebola, and of course AIDS. Mm. None proved as devastating as feared. Well,
1: I'm not entirely sure where she's going with this one. This is a worry. I mean, I I was kind of with her SARS, bird flu, mm, Ebola. Yeah. You cough up your lung. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not good, is it? And we Uh, all know the devastation of AIDS. Well,
2: AIDS, I mean, not as devastating as feared. It's. And she's right. To be fair, it's only resulted in a pitiful 32 million deaths. Yeah, I, mean, it's I mean, 32 million deaths. And they were all old people. You, do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know I mean? 770,000 deaths in 2018, which is the last year that we've got records. But, you know, people you know who what? are affected by AIDS tend not to be Brexiteers, people who read the Daily Telegraph, or people who make themselves known to do, do you to, know what? That is Ann a Winnigan. very
1: well-deserved Brexiteer of the Week. because, and, you, and we do make fun of these people, because they're, they're generally silly, but that is... Incredibly idiotic. Yeah. One is, of my yeah. one of my political heroes is Norman Fowler. Yes. Who made sure, that, hair. Who made sure that Thatcher didn't ignore. Yes, exactly. the, the AIDS, uh, the AIDS scare, and uh, t- took some very very brave decisions. You know, the fact that he was a Tory MP in the eighties should be he, we, we, he's got to pass he a pass out on that yeah. because this is a guy that deserves far more credit than is due in this country. And uh, and Anne Widdecombe, frankly. Those comments are stupid beyond belief.
2: They are indeed. So you're the Brexiteer of the Week on Widdicombe. Uh,
1: if you uh, enjoyed this podcast, please give us a lovely review. I'm just thinking, you know, if if people do self-isolate more, do you reckon our listener figures might go... Oh, I hope so, yeah. Or do you reckon they usually listen on the way to work so they'll go... No, I
2: think it'll be... I think driven by the success of the new That's My Brexit uh, <laughs> section uh, and our incredible new... Uh, live jingle <laughs> sung by Captive Children. It will. I think. That, well, I think we're on the. We're going to the top of most
1: of the popper most. Well, we, were top, saying, we were Even n- if we don't win any awards, we added another country to. Oh, we did. Where, where, where was it? Portugal. Portugal. No, we've added was it another. South? Yeah, in South Africa. South Africa. Yeah, South Africa. So I think we've added. So we've been number one in Portugal, Malta, Romania. Oh, well, we have. That's right. And I think it's South Africa. South Africa. great. And that is in the in the in the Apple. how well, happy to Chops. see you. And some people, we tell these people all the time, and they friends. go, no, 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 that's because there's some router and people are bouncing off and VPNs. We don't care. Yeah. We're number one. Yeah. you ever had a number one? No. 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 no Apart no. from Gary Barlow said that to me. And, and, he, went, and he said, yeah, yes, I've, I've had, had, had quite a lot of number ones. So what should
2: the listener do? So leave us a lovely review. Yeah. Uh, lots of stars. It really does make a, a, a big difference uh, to us. You can... Uh, Go to the New European Facebook readers group and join that. You can buy the print edition of the New European now more than ever. We need your support. Uh, And you can follow the New European on Twitter at The New European. You can follow me on Twitter at Sanglesey. S-A-N-G-L-E-S-E-Y.
1: Or you can follow me at Porrit. P-O-R-R-I-T-T. Hooray! From true crime to football, Brexit to folklore... For more great podcasts from Archent, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash That was the New European Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. It absolutely means the world to us. If you haven't already, go and buy the printed product. It's £3 and it is in all good news agents right now. Tons of politics, tons of Brexit, but also lots and lots of arts and culture as well. We'll be back next week, fingers crossed, Until then, Mr. Campbell, play your bagpipes. Here you go.